0: Let's go to the Word of God. Let's go to Psalm 32, 8. We got a neat subject this morning. Uh, one I feel, and this is one of the subjects I believe should be repeated often, maybe even once a year. Um, the subject of the will of God. Knowing the will of God is the title we gave to this message this morning. And I'd like for you to look at a verse with me of a promise from the Lord. And uh, this is so awesome. Through the psalmist, the promise of the Lord to us is this. Verse 8, 32 of Psalm. Psalm 32. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. And then he talks about don't be resisting. Do not be like the horse or like the mule who have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle else they will not come near you. They've got to be pulled along. But we are to be yielded to the Lord like the song we just sang, I Surrender All. Uh, this is a um, very interesting verse, by the way. And the subject of the will of God is very important. And uh, we certainly who are here this morning would say, you know, here's 2018 ahead of us. And Lord, if there's one thing I'm looking forward to in 2018, is the Lord guiding us, the Lord leading us, giving us direction. And uh, I'm going to say this, and it's not meant to be critical of any individual, but I have done a lot of reading on the subject of the will of God, and some of the things that I've read just do not, in my mind and heart, line up with Scripture. Uh, I believe, I'm going to give some basics here. I believe that the Lord does want to lead us. I believe that it's important that we pray about all of our decisions. You'll hear this in the message. And I believe that he um, does guide in some very specifics. And yet in the same vein, I've heard, uh, I'm going to back up on my hand gestures here there's some people who feel well you know god's not really interested in some specifics of our lives and i read those things and i say you know well here's one of the books i can kind of get rid of um i i really don't hold to that view at all i believe the lord is concerned about all that we do and uh, we we are to be praying to him and seeking his will uh Well, you know the verse as well as I do. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all to the glory of the Lord, right? So that's a verse that really encourages us to take our decisions, no matter how small we feel they may be, up to our Lord. So first of all, uh, when you think of this subject, please keep this in mind, that God wants to guide us. You looked at that verse with me, Psalm 32.8. The Lord says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. And um, he he wants to teach us his will to do his will. And maybe I could put this in at this point as well. Sometimes we say, you know, uh, well I've made some bad choices and decisions. Well, does that mean God's done with us? Does that mean we can't experience the will of God in the rest of our life? Certainly not. Uh, m- multitudes of people in God's words, even those who enjoyed much time in fellowship with God, they made some bad choices. But did God cast them aside? Absolutely not. When we make a bad choice, what's He want us to do? When we sin, what's He want us to do? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So uh, yes, God wants to guide us, and secondly, we must desire His will. And for this, I do use John 7:17, 7, where Jesus is speaking to those who are trying to deny the fact that. <coughs> He was given to them the very word of God. And Jesus said this in John 7:17. 7, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. Okay, that's very important. Uh, and, of course, Jesus' point was he shall know concerning the doctrine, things that I give you, the teaching, whether it is from God or whether I'm just speaking on my own. Jesus said to those who listened to him, the words that I give you are the words of my Father in heaven, which he wants me to give to you. And uh, that was very, very important. But that first phrase in John 7, 17, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. Uh, we must desire to do the will of God. In fact, if we uh, get very casual about doing what God wants us to do, it's possible that, again, we could be making some very bad choices. We've got to want to do what He wants us to do, the will of God. Now, there's something else I want to bring in quickly, and uh, that's going to take us to a passage that you might not have thought deals with the will of God. But go to Mark 3 with me, if you would, please. Mark chapter 3, and uh, you're going to see in this passage that uh, our relationship with the Lord is very important. In fact, uh, we can uh, better understand the will of God in our lives as we are close in a relationship with the Lord. You know the little tear-off sheets in your bulletin? Uh, People, once in a while in our very fellowship, will write on there, please pray for me, that I will have a closer relationship with the Lord. And what an awesome prayer request that is. Um, They play just a closer walk with me on the instruments. Uh, we, We should desire to have a closer... And the closer you see you get to the Lord the more easily He's able to lead you and guide you. But if you're out of fellowship with the Lord and you haven't prayed for many days and you don't open your Bible, it's going to be hard for God to show you His will in certain areas of your life. Um, he, he wants to show us His will. And this is the passage of Scripture that shows us that the will of God comes more easily to us as we are in relationship with Christ. Now I'm going to read it to Mark chapter three, beginning in verse thirty one. Then his brothers and his sisters, Jesus, brothers and sisters, um, I'm sorry, and mother, the other passage mentioned, standing outside, they sent to the Lord, calling him. And a multitude was sitting around Jesus, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered and said, Who is my mother and my brothers? And he looked around at the circle of those who sat around him as he was teaching them the word of God. And he said, here is my mother and my brothers. Watch this now. Don't miss this. Verse 35. For whoever does the will of God is my mother and my sister and my mother. My brother, my sister, and my mother. So he's saying here again that we enjoy a relationship with Christ as we are seeking to do His will, and as we are in fellowship with Him, uh, He considers us to be in His family, the spiritual family of God. uh, That's a very important truth in relationship to the subject, the will of God. God wants us to discover and live out His will in our lives. And as we do, we get closer to the Lord. And He looks at us uh, as a Uh, Those who are close in the family of relationship to God, being close with Him. That's a very important truth. Someone as well said this, Christianity offers a believer intimacy with God, the God of the Bible, the God of creation, the God of history. And uh, that is so very true. In fact, we say it this way, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. There's a lot of religions. But Christianity is you and me who know Christ as Savior. We're in relationship with our Creator. And as that relationship gets closer, we can discern more and more easily, although it's not always easy to know His leading, and we'll talk about this, but we can discern His leading in our lives as we're close to the Lord. The Apostle Paul desired to have that close relationship with the Lord. He said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of suffering. Well, when he wrote that, didn't Paul know Jesus? Yes, but he wanted to know Him in a more intimate way. In fact, the Greek term there uh, implies that. That Paul himself said, I want to know the Lord in a more intimate way. When we're understanding the will of God, that passage that was read to us this morning from Ephesians chapter 5 is obviously very important because there we have the uh, exhortation from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 5.17 therefore do not be unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is so okay so we're going into the month of January now and uh, we need to be saying to ourselves uh, what, what are the things that God wants me to be doing this year Uh, What are the things that will be in the will of God for me? And then when you do that, at the same time, you're going to be discerning and say, well, you know, here's some things that God doesn't want in my life in January. Maybe the Spirit of the Lord will talk to you, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, uh, and say, uh, here's some things God does not want me to be doing. Uh, in 2018 there's some things i did in 2017 but things god does not want me to do in 2018 so that's why the apostle paul says be understanding what the will of the lord is implied for us and i'm amazed how often the psalmist is burdened to do the will of god i'm going to give you another reference from the psalms psalm 143 verse 10 the psalmist said Teach me to do your will, for you are my God, and your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. So you see, this discerning the will of God comes as we seek the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, I really want to know your guidance in my life. And some of us, as we get into 2018, uh, will have some sometimes major decisions to make. Someone mentioned in Sunday school this morning, a major decision to make with regards to a job change. And uh, he said very clearly, prayed a lot before I made that job change. And that's obviously how God wants us to function in relationship to the will of God in our lives. Now, uh, briefly, there's some uh, verses of Scripture that encourage us to trust the Lord for guidance. There, there are a number of uh, verses of Scripture. I'm just going to mention three primary ones. Uh, primary ones. Uh, Jeremiah 10.23, uh, the prophet says, O oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. So he's saying he's taking his relationship with God seriously. And he's saying, I can't really be walking in your will, Lord, Unless I seek you. I don't have it inherently in myself to direct my steps. Now that's as a believer. You see? That relates to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge Him. Bring Him into your decisions and He will direct your path. Um, very, very excellent verses. When Jeremiah the prophet saw the choices that the people of Israel were making, looking at the nations around them, um, uh, he, he said, wow, in light of their choices and decisions, we're going into captivity. The people of Israel went into captivity because they tried to be like the nations around them and they, they, they brought in other gods, uh, even into the temple, as you see in the book of Ezekiel. Uh, how sad and yet the prophet said Lord we, we just absolutely need you to discern what your will is for our lives another passage is uh, Proverbs uh, 14 12 where it says there is a way that seems right to a man but it's ends it's end is the way of death now that one is uh, profound Proverbs 14.12 There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Sin is very deceptive. It deceives us. It makes us think that right is wrong and wrong is right. Please don't miss that. The prophet said in Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. They're confused. There's confusion. Um, you could think of some examples of those who call evil good, and like um, drugs. Somebody will say, well, there's nothing wrong with taking drugs. There is absolutely something wrong. It distorts the mind. In fact, it, it can damage the mind. Drugs are harmful. But there are those who say, well, you know, we really shouldn't get too excited about drugs. You know, we ought to legalize drugs. And what, let our children go to hell? It's a serious matter, isn't it? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Sin is deceptive. In fact, even as believers, we have to be very careful for some things which can be harmful to our spiritual lives. We need to be saying, Lord, I want your will in my life. Hebrews 3.13 says this, Exhort one another daily, lest your heart be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is very deceitful. Um, especially young people, they're lured into things and they're told, well, this is not that bad and this isn't going to hurt you, when it will hurt them, and it is bad. We need to be very careful. We need to be very discerning. We need to do what God's will is in our own lives and experiences. Another verse, I'm just going to mention this one, is Judges 21:25, where it says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. During the period of the Judges, the moral and spiritual decline in Israel was horrendous. They were making life choices on the basis of, well, this is how I feel it should be, rather than going to God and saying, God, is this what you want me to do? That's vitally important. The will of God is very, very vitally important. Jesus taught us to pray, Lord, remember the Lord's Prayer? Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will Stop. <laughs> thy will be done. Thy will be done, right? That's how we're to be praying. Lord, I want your will in my life. Is this making sense? Is it? Um, When when we go into this new year, we don't want to be deceived. We really don't. We don't want to be deceived. Let's briefly talk about uh, how does God lead us today. Now, you've heard some of these things before. We're going to handle a couple of different verses. We're going to handle the application of them uh, a little differently. But Psalm 119, verse 105. In fact, this is a good one to look at because this is one of your key verses in the Bible for leading and finding the will of God. Psalm 119, the longest psalm in the Bible, almost every verse except perhaps one speaks of the Word of God the first point in how God leads us is the Bible. That's why we have Bibles. That's why we read God's Word. God told the people of Israel uh, that if you would choose a king, and they did want to choose a king, if you choose a king, he shall do one of many things. One of the things that the kings of Israel would do were to take this the, the Word of God, the first five books of the Bible, and they were to copy them every day. Kind of like the Scripture writing uh, that's inserted in your bulletin. He wanted the kings to not only read the Word of God, but to make a copy of the Word of God for themselves every day. I mean, they didn't have iPhones. They just didn't have iPhones. It was hard for them to get the Word of God. You know. So the, God says for the kings, you have to write out the Word of God. So first and foremost, how does God lead us? He leads us in relationship to the Word of God. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word have I hid in my heart i'm sorry, yeah, the wor- your word if I hit it i'm sorry, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. a lamp and a light. and of course, the point of that is that um the uh, the lamp that they're talking about in biblical times uh, would, was only something that put light about one step ahead of the person. Now, today we have some nice flashlights and lights, and I mean, they're really bright. But what he's talking about here is the lamp and the light. And you've seen perhaps in some back, uh, Bible background books some pictures of lamps in big biblical times. And they were flames. And they would only allow you to look a little bit ahead of where you were walking. Well, that's what God's Word does too. It helps us. It gives us direction uh, for one day at a time. And yes, it gives us goals for the future. But it tells us, you know... Here's what's going to helpful, be helpful to you. What we're doing right now, being here in church this morning together, is um, God's light upon our pathway. We're, we're encouraged in the Word of God to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, to worship the Lord. And as we worship the Lord, we're to encourage one another uh, because the deceitfulness of sin can come in. And, and so we, we um, allow the Word of God, you see, to show us, God's will in our lives. So the first thing the Lord does is He encourages us to be in His Word. Uh, God leads through the written Word of God, the Bible. And uh, we as believers are those who say the Bible is very important. And I need to read it. And I need to be encouraged by it. And the first light of the Bible, of course, is to, uh, to point to Jesus Christ on the cross. Uh, if we don't have Jesus as our Savior... Uh, we can really uh, stray away from what God wants us to do in our lives. But the first light is that God says, I want you to know my Son as, uh, as your personal Savior. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Then after you come to know Jesus, the Word of God encourages us in the area of Christian living. And we're called children of light after we come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. The Word of God is very important. And uh, we read, again, same verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And uh, this is how God wants to guide us. He wants to guide us through His word. And I believe it's important that we read the Bible every day. At least a verse of Scripture a day. Something to encourage you so that you can know what God's will is for your life. Very important. Secondly... God leads us through the inner promptings of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you as a Christian, when you trusted Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to live within you, and uh, He is the person of the Godhead uh, that directs us. He's the one who prompts us to do His will. So I state it this way. God leads us through the inner promptings. Prompting of the Holy Spirit. Now, I've heard people debate this a little bit, and I'm not going to debate it. I'm going to state it. Uh, go to Acts 16. I want you to show you how this. want to show you how this works out. Acts chapter 16. Watch this very carefully, and then we'll see how, what God has done in your life and experience. Uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 6. I'll pick it up there. Acts 16:6. 6. Now, when they, that would be Paul, Silas, and Timothy had gone through Phrygia. It's really cold there in Phrygia. (laughs) Acts 16.6. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were, watch this now, forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word of God in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia and they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Holy Spirit did not permit them. Now look, here you have the... um, the followers of Lord, Paul and Silas and Timothy, and they want to give out the word of God. And they want to go to a certain place to preach the gospel. But the Holy Spirit says, wait a minute, I don't want you coming here. Yeah, wow. You know, So that's why, again, we need to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives. Um, let me apply this a little bit. Supposing you say, you know, I'm really burdened for someone to know the Lord, and I'm burdened for someone to preach the gospel, and you pray for them. Well, then the Holy Spirit may say, hey, this is the time to talk to them. This is the time to uh, share the gospel with them. This is the time to take a track out of your pocket. Oh, I'm glad I had one. It's the time to take your track out of your pocket and talk. But it may be with some people that the Lord says this is not the time. I still remember in New York, we had this man who taught Sunday school and adult Sunday school class. Um, his name's not coming to me at right this minute. But he used to, he was a, 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 a foreman at work, and uh, he used to witness to the guys about Christ. And he said, there's, there's times when the Lord said to me, Back off! You've already talked to that guy, you've already talked to, about, about Christ, that person. Now back off. I'd never heard a guy say that before. But that's exactly what he said. He said, that the Holy Spirit would say to me, you've already sown the seed with that person. Back off for now. It's not God's timing. That's how the Holy Spirit works. The Apostle Paul was very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Did you see that in verse 6? They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel, to preach the word of God in Asia. And verse 7, the Holy Spirit did not permit them. So we, as believers, we do need to be very sensitive to the lead of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that can happen. Uh, All you have to be doing is, well, you say, well, how am I going to know? Well, you're going to know when you say, Lord, is this the time you want me to speak to this person? Or is it not the time? Uh, The Holy Spirit is going to guide us. And it's very important as you read through the book of Acts to notice how the Apostle Paul was very sensitive to the leading or the prompting of Of the Holy Spirit. And I would say this uh, by application Uh, again, it's always wise to seek the direction of the Lord before going on any important activity. Repeat it's always important to seek the mind of the Lord before you head off to some important activity. Lord, is this what you want me to do? I'm going to pick up my pace now. There's another reference in Psalm 6, Proverbs 16.9. It says this, and I'm going to touch on this one. Proverbs 16.9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs directs his steps. In other words, let's get this in context now, where you say, Lord, I I want your will in my life. And you start planning things out. I'm going to give you the example of Chuck Swindoll. There are times when, and he said this specifically in his book on the will of God, he said there are times when you think you really know God's will, don't miss us now, and you can be dead wrong whoa, that's going to make me um, uncertain. No, it shouldn't. When you follow through on this, it doesn't make you uncertain. There are times when the Lord's going to confirm things to you by His Holy Spirit that you should do this and you should do that. True. Now, you say, well, why did Chuck Swindoll say that? I'll tell you why he said it, and then I'll tell you the solution okay he said it because he was invited by the uh, board of Dallas seminary to become president of Dallas seminary and you know what he said right away i don't think i, I don't think i'm going to be president of Dallas seminary and his first response was no was he president of Dallas seminary yeah eventually he was so here's the point here's the point the point is this if you have a leading from the Lord, let's create the scenario. And it's not your will to go here. You know what the Lord's going to do? The Holy Spirit's going to prompt you, just like he prompted Chuck Swindoll. And say, wait a minute, have you prayed this through enough? Is this really? Do you understand this is what really God wants in your life? And he said, the Holy Spirit within me just kept talking to me and saying, I'm calling you to this ministry. Do you see the difference? The difference is sometimes we have to be very careful based on Proverbs 16.9. A man's heart may plan his way, so you may plan something out, but then the Holy Spirit, you see, is going to come along. And if God's in it, He's going to affirm that. If God's not in it, He probably will make you very uh, restless or uh, take the peace away that you felt you should have. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to mention one more very quickly. The third uh, way God leads us is through the counsel of other believers and we've shared this before. This is why we're in the family of God. This is why you say to brothers and sisters in Christ, um, thank you for your prayer support for me. Is there anything I can pray for you about? Or you have a decision to make. And and maybe it's a big decision. So you go to another brother or sister in Christ. You see, God brought us together in the family of God. We're going to talk about having a passion for the church. We need to be here together. We need one another. We really do. Try not to miss church. Try not to miss Bible study. Try not to miss Sunday school. Because through these times, the Holy Spirit ministers to your heart. The The third way God leads us is through the counsel of other and i I put this term in committed believers you you want to go to another Christian who you know really cares about you and prays for you and would be concerned with you they may you may say, well I know this other Christian, and they're they love me and they're concerned for me and they but I think they might disagree with what I want to do. go to them anyway if they're committed believers right you want to seek the counsel you say well why do you say that because of the many verses especially in proverbs on seeking counsel proverbs 11:14 where no counsel is the people fall but in a multitude of counselors there's safety proverbs that was proverbs 11:14 proverbs 12:15 the way of the fool is right in his own eyes but he who seeks counsel is wise so if you have a big decision to make it's very good to find a brother and sister or a sister in Christ you can pray with and say, you know, i got this big decision to make. Would you pray with me about this? You can even tell them what you feel, how you feel the Lord is leading. Uh, he who heeds counsel is wise. And then Proverbs 19:20, listen to the counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. So uh, the Word of God, definitely New Testament as well, says uh, let the Word of Christ Dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. Uh, very vitally important. There's one more. I'm just going to mention this one and just touch it barely. Uh, the fourth way God leads us today is into His will is by giving us inner peace. Colossians 3.15 is one of the key verses on this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ be An an umpire. Uh, In other words, you make a decision. And it doesn't mean that as you look at all the the changes that might take place as a result of your decision, it doesn't mean that you might be uncertain about changes. This is important. It doesn't mean that. But it means after you have prayed and you sought the Lord, you say, I know this is what God wants me to do. And then you step out to do it. The Lord will give you an inner peace. He may not even give, give you those around you, the, the peace that you have. Because you see, it's it's your decision with God. And so you go to God and say, Lord, do you want me to do this? And so you go to the Lord and the Holy Spirit prompts you and says, yes, I want you to do this. And then He gives you an inner peace. You see, Chuck Swindoll, when he turned down being president of the seminary, he didn't have that peace within. You see, he didn't have it. But we can have it, and it's amazing uh, what the Lord will do. The interesting thing about this whole subject is tied into the subject of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and as the rewarder of those who seek him. God's going to reward you. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot take that verse and crank it any other way. The verse, I'm going to repeat it, Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So if you are praying about a big decision, you're praying about something, and you take it to the Lord, and you say, I'm just going to trust the Lord to work this out, you will be absolutely amazed what God will do in your heart and your life. You see, the key, however, is when we started on the passages. Psalm 143, verse 10. The psalmist prayed, Lord, teach me to do Your will. And you and I know that when we're doing the will of God, that's the place of tremendous blessing. And and again, in 2018, the Lord may want you to lay aside some things that you did in 2017, but He may want you to experience tremendous abundance of life In 2018, as you say, Lord, every day I'm going to be praying to do your will. Let's pray together.